Welcome to the Kate All Show. This is season two, episode nine. This is the show where I share with you wisdom, practical advice, and leadership for those who want to grow and scale their agency. Over the last eight years, I've launched and grown a Pinterest marketing agency to a team of over 40, over 120 clients, and two digital marketing membership communities. I've had a lot of successes, but many, many more failures and lessons about how to get and retain clients. I believe in excellent customer service and challenging yourself to stand out above the rest. I'm skilled at team growth and development, client success, systematizing, and connecting with people on a level that helps them feel seen and heard. My goal is to help you multiply yourself so that you can grow your agency to help you reach your goals, both personal and professional. So we're coming to the end of season two. And what I would love for you to do is go back and revisit any of the topics that you missed, any of the episodes that you missed to really get an understanding of how we lean into lead gen, which is what we've been talking about in this season. How do you get clients? And today we're going to be talking about using social media marketing to get clients. Social media is a trap and it is a huge time suck for most people, both marketers and consumers. So let's note that for sure. That is the bad part of it. But we want to take the good as we dive into today's topic on whether or not social media marketing has a role in getting clients. So in this series, remember, I am only talking about getting clients, not students. That is a very clear line between those who have an agency model and those who have an education model. Now I have both and each social media platform serves different purposes for different sides of my business. And it's really, really important that you distinguish which one you're using for which purpose. So let's talk about the social media platform options that we have out there. So we have Facebook. This can be a page or a group, a page... (laughs) It doesn't get any interaction, let's face it. And you're really only using it because you want to make sure you have an ads platform if that is part of your strategy. So you can basically with a page, just keep up a presence. We do this by cross posting our Instagram content over there, but it's not really anything that we look to for organic traffic driving, right? It just doesn't happen. Facebook has lost so many users over the last two years that you'll have to really drill down to ask that question, is your avatar here and are they using the platform? They might be. I don't know the answer to that for you, but it's something you need to think about before you either continue to use the platform or lean into it. Now the other is Facebook groups. This is a great strategy that worked for a few years. It was such a great awareness builder. In fact, at our company, Simple Pin Media, We had a strategy group that we grew to over 20,000 members and we closed it. It was so much time to manage and we had some great systems in place. It is not because we didn't have, you know, this posting system or the way we were going to moderate or let people in or the way we were going to build engagement. We did. We had all of that. All those experts that talk about Facebook group growth and how to leverage it, we were crushing it. We had great engagement, which led to more moderation needs because people were dropping links. People were getting snarky and pretty mean. And my team has never felt more relief 
the moment we closed it. Now, I'm not going to say that this wasn't a really good way to build our email list. It was, but it served more the education side than it did the client side. Now, in the beginning, I did use Facebook groups to get clients because there were Facebook groups where people saying, I'm looking for a VA or I'm looking for recommendations of people that work in the food space or the deal blogging space or something along those lines. I have not participated in Facebook groups for, I want to say a good three years going to get business. So you just have to look at the landscape of how Facebook groups can feed into your overall strategy to get clients. So we shut down our free group and we have since moved to only using Facebook groups for our free workshops and our challenges and also our paid membership, the Simple Pin Collective, only one of our memberships. Our other membership, the Simple Pin Ad Society, that has its own forum inside Kajabi. So right now we use Facebook groups solely for education side of our business, not services. So if you can start to see, there's a little bit of thread here that for us in particular, it's been an education-based driver, not so much a service-based driver. So here's what I want to say is know your avatar and know if they're on Facebook. Be super clear about that because that helps you know is this a platform I'm going to use to help find my clients? We have found through our data that um, the Facebook audience is a little bit like our Instagram audience, but maybe just a little bit older. They want free content. They may purchase a product later, but very rarely, if ever, does it lead to services. Okay, the next is Instagram. (laughs) This is the great time suck for me. I will admit, I love Instagram. Like I, I really love it. If you look at the data time tracking on my phone that a lot of iPhones have, it is mostly Instagram. I have a personal account and I have a business account. I spend a lot of time in my personal account because they're people that I know and I've actually pretty highly curated it to be the things that I love. So it's a lot right now of people with workout routines or macro friendly foods because I eat with a macro-based eating plan, which is protein, fats, and carbs. And so I really want to be inspired by people who are teaching that. So that's what I have curated my personal Instagram to be. But if we jump to business, we see Instagram as an awareness and an authority builder. So five years ago, someone would have gone to Facebook to check out your business. Now they go to Instagram. Currently, we use it for Reels, lives, and posts, as well as stories. I like stories. I like that it leads to DMs where I get to connect with people. And it ends up mostly being for product or membership purposes, not so much for service. In fact, I have a lot of people who ask me questions about our services, and then they go to a discovery call. It doesn't work out. So I'll say really, really track those DMs to see what they convert into. Now, I'm not saying this is going to be like this for everybody, but for us, it doesn't always translate into services. It is a very fun platform, and I love that I get to show my personality, but that's pretty much it. So note about Facebook and Instagram. I have turned off notifications for both of these. 
and I also use Kill Newsfeed on Facebook on my desktop, and I have for years. This is because I want to get in and get out without being noticed and without getting caught up. Okay, Pinterest. People have asked me so many questions about this over the years. This is primarily a lead generator for our products. So we take our content, our blog posts, and share that on Pinterest so that people will sign up for our email list, buy our small products, or join our membership. I do have a team member manage this for me. We also use Pinterest as a testing grounds for theories we hear, which is so fun, actually, because we want to see if they work on my account and even some of our client accounts or not. We also do leverage Pinterest ads to our freebies. This leads to purchases of our memberships. Twitter. Well, I have to tell you, actually, tonight I used Twitter to figure out local events in our area. I do not use it for marketing. I know there's a few other people who do. I like to call Twitter kind of like the vitriol of our society, and I kind of prefer not to play in that space. And did you know Pinterest has more users than Twitter? And in fact, only 2% of the U.S. population uses Twitter. So it just doesn't play a role for me in my marketing. We have tested marketing over there. We tested it actually for about a year. It didn't result in much. So now I check it once a month or when Instagram is down, when my cable is down, or like tonight, when I needed to check on a local event in our area. LinkedIn. This is where I know magic happens in getting clients. I have heard it from more people than I can count. We have hired somebody to help us with it, and I have taken it on, and I haven't even remotely mastered it. But here's what I see on the surface. DMs, they're real slimy. But sometimes I think it's fun to open them and just see if they're legit. So you don't want to just cross them off completely. There are some legitimate connections that can happen in the connection space in the DMs. I think a lot of people using it are definitely business builders looking for other service providers to help them. And I also know you have to get your voice over there. You have to get a feel for it. What I am hearing, and maybe the challenge for myself, is that Many people tell me it takes about 30 days of posting on the platform to really get an idea of what your voice is and, you know, a feel of the platform. I think that's wise. Spending 30 days investing in something initially to help you get your voice is very smart. Neil Schaefer has a guide on LinkedIn. You can go Google that, N-E-A-L. S-H-A-F-F-E-R, Neil Schaefer. He has a great guide on LinkedIn. He has shared it with me. Go check it out. I know that he is the expert on this. And actually, he's been he's been playing on LinkedIn since 2008. I feel like it has been a very long time. So I will say I have heard nothing but good things about how LinkedIn can be lead generators for clients. It's where CEOs, CMOs, or other higher or social media team members for corporate are hanging out or individual people looking for who to hire. Definitely put this app on your phone. Do not turn on notifications, but definitely check it often. Okay, there's two more here. Actually, there's three more. TikTok. Okay, 
I do not see this as a client generator, but an awareness builder. I don't have any intention of dancing or teaching on this platform right now. I know that many people have said it's amazing for them. I know people who do it and it leads to students. I haven't heard many case studies about clients. So if you have one, email me or DM me on Instagram at Kate All Show. I would love to hear from you as to how you're getting clients from TikTok. I think TikTok right now is... It's kind of like the wild, wild west of platforms. It's not pay to play yet. And I think there's still a lot of good organic growth left, probably another year. It's not on our list, but I have grabbed the username and we have posted maybe a couple here and there, but it's not my main focus. I just don't know if I can do it. Two more, YouTube. Guess who owns this? Google. So if SEO is part of your content strategy, then you really want to be thinking about YouTube. We are using it right now for educational products, but supporting our efforts on Google with the added boost to content, meaning we heavily invest in in SEO as a part of our strategy for driving really a lot of clients our way. So we want to do as much as we can to support that. And YouTube is a part of that. Last is Google Web Stories. Now, I don't know a whole lot about these, except they are a beast to figure out. So if it's something that can support your SEO game and you really want to add it in and figure it out, then you can add it to your suite of options. We just have not done it yet. Okay, so those are all the players out there. Let's talk about this bike wheel analogy. So there are a lot of different spokes in a bike wheel and they all serve different supporting purposes. So we think of that like our business. There's all these things that go out. It could be email, it could be social media, it could be SEO, it could be content creation. So let's think about social media in there too. And I wanna tell you how I started with it and built out from there. So first I started with Pinterest in 2014 for my business. That was the very first social media platform, if we can call it that, which really we don't. But that was the very first thing I invested in. I had no content, but it's when you could pin other people's stuff and it really helped you grow on Pinterest. Plus, I really wanted to have a Pinterest account so clients could see that I was active there. I have had some of my pro students ask me, is this necessary? So while I don't think it is 100% necessary because I am aware that you are spending the majority of your time working for your clients, not for yourself, I do think it's really important to have at least a profile with at least five boards and some pins in there. I think that's important. So actually one of my very first hires was somebody to manage my Pinterest account. That is another story for another day, but I learned a lot from that. Then I moved to using Facebook. That was when people could still see my Facebook content. So I did lives. And then a year later, I inherited my Facebook group that we grew to the 20K. And I used that group primarily for data sourcing purposes. So maybe I was using or I was seeing certain things with my client data. And I wanted to see if that lined up with the data of what other people are doing. So we would run data reports. We would talk about what was happening with our clients. It was really fun, but it took so much out of me. Not only 
to really guide and curate a culture that I wanted, one that was free of negativity and complaining, but because I had some really mean interactions with people. In fact, as I was writing out the notes for this, I remember some people sending me some of the meanest DMs. And I know that when people get into DMs and comments today, it's different than it was in 2014. And people were just, they were really upset that I wouldn't let them complain. And now I look back and I think it's no wonder we were all relieved when we closed it. Because in the background, there was just so much weight from what people were feeling about Pinterest. And we couldn't carry that anymore. So then we introduced Instagram in 2017. We really leaned into this, but I would say like we didn't have the right content at first. We were showcasing our clients content, but realized that's not what really people wanted. It was more like we were going from a case study perspective, but people, they weren't interested. So we made the decision to lean into this for our product sales and awareness, and it worked great. We made a push to get to 10,000 followers by the end of 2021, which was hilarious because right when we were at like 9,950, Instagram released the ability to get the swipe up link. It was, (laughs) it took a little wind out of our sales. I'm not going to lie. So we did have to reset our goals and really continue to build awareness and really allowing it to be used as an educational tool. So since then, I've had to decide how much time I want to spend on it due to time needs, because sometimes it can get super exhausting. I do love stories. I love connecting with my audience. So I actually think I'm going to spend most of my time there. Plus, we do use it for ads. And now I'm working on business development and awareness. So I'm going to be spending more time on LinkedIn. I have gathered resources and that's going to be my big investment for the last half of 2022 to see what results there. I'm following companies I want to work with and potentially going to pitch them in the DMs without being slimy. So really think through as I've outlined this, what is your social media plan? What platform do you really want to invest in and why? Second, pick your strategy and tactics. Like why are you using the platform and what do you want to do daily, weekly, monthly? And then really be strategic about your KPIs. Like what is going to give you the guidance as to whether it's working or not working? And last set a time frame for when you want to hit those KPIs and evaluate them. And for sure last, I know I just said last, but I want to say this. I have met with a lot of other agency owners. I And I want to say before, before I say this, they are seven figure agency owners. I hate that term, but I, I use it in this situation as a benchmark. These are people making a million dollars a year. That is gross, but it shows something. They are driving a lot of revenue with their clients, right? They're getting paid. I don't know what their net is. But what's fascinating to me is all the people I'm meeting with, they have very little, if any, presence on social media. And they are not going after it on TikTok. 
They're not going after it on Instagram. They are hustling behind the scenes. They're connecting one-on-one. They're all on LinkedIn. And they're all really hitting this place to say, how can I serve my clients? And how can I get out there in front of them and show them that I am the right fit? So that's what I want you to take away from today is before you think about what social media platform you're going to use to market your agency, think about why. Think about the investment and think about the exhaustion because social media marketing is exhausting and you really have to know what you're getting into before you jump into it. So DM me on Instagram. I would love to learn more about what's working and not working. It's at Kate All Show. And maybe some of these platforms really are working for you. And remember, I'm talking about services. I am not talking about educational products. There's a very big difference. All right. So as I normally say at the end of all my podcasts, the growth of this podcast depends on you. I am a podcast listener and I know I've been impacted. I know when I've been impacted by something I want to share. Would you take a moment after you're done listening and share with a friend who is an agency owner, a service provider, or a VA that really wants to scale? I'd love to have them listen to this and be inspired to grow. And if you have a few extra minutes, I'd love for you to leave a review too. Next episode will be our last episode in season two, where we are talking all about lead gen to get more clients. Thanks so much for listening.